Hello everyone, I'm Sam, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. episode, I sit down with junior mechanical engineering major Robbie Fry to discuss the German Summer Immersion Program. Robbie describes how this program helped him feel more fluent and confident in a new language, as well as aware of diverse perspectives and new life experiences. Welcome to the Beyond Study Abroad podcast. Today I'm joined by Robbie Fry. Robbie, can you give us a quick Notre Dame intro about who you are? Sure. My name is Robbie Fry. I'm a mechanical engineer. I live in Keenan Hall and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do on campus? Um, Yeah, on campus, I'm in the marching band, I play trombone, and I'm on the Irish Guard. Uh, I'm part of the Naval ND, where we build 3D-printed prostheses for kids. So you're really involved in everything, aren't you? Uh, Not a lot. So, Robbie, you took part in a summer immersion program in Germany the summer after your freshman year. Uh, What attracted you to this program, and what made you decide to study abroad in Germany? Yeah, I thought it was a really excellent opportunity because it was a pretty short study abroad before I got really into my classes. Um, I think that language skills and being able to work with people in other countries is very important. And especially in the call of, ed- of engineering where you don't have a lot of time with your coursework to get a study, um, a study abroad done, I thought it was really important that I try and do that program my freshman year. Um, so I was able to start picking up German the spring semester of my freshman year. And then that summer, I did a language immersion in Berlin. Um, I was able to do two semesters worth of German, but probably a lot more considering we were in an immersion environment. And it's been a super beneficial experience for me. You said you're an engineer. Uh, What summer courses or opportunities were available to you abroad as an engineer? There were a lot of summer engineering programs available where you could take course credit. There was a program in Rome, one in London, and some others. But specifically, I really wanted to do a study abroad program where I was really immersed in the culture and language. I came in with a little bit of AP credit, so I had the course flexibility to do that, and I'm grateful that I did. Um, But even for engineers, there's some really great opportunities just to be in a foreign country, still take classes in English, but, you know, see the sights and whatnot. That's awesome. And you talk a little bit about wanting to really be immersed in German culture and language. Um, So how did you learn German, and were you able to communicate effectively with the local people when you were abroad? Yeah, you know, it took some time. I hadn't had any German coming in, but I really wanted to learn some, specifically because in my field in robotics, Germany is one of the leading countries, um, besides the US and some of the East Asian countries. So I took a German class my spring freshman year, and then at the start of the (laughs) program, I was pretty bad at German. But over time, you know, hearing words in class, seeing them on the street, hearing them when people speak them, um, and then really like committing to the immersion environment with the other people I was on the trip with, by the end, I was pretty good at communicating, and I was able to talk to a guy who was running a farmer's market on the road. He thought I was Danish, which was about the best language <laughs> learning compliment I could have gotten. And, you know, asking for tickets or directions or, you know, just chatting up with somebody in the park. There was an old guy who walked up to me in the art museum and started talking about the painting. And it was pretty exciting that he didn't switch into English after I uh, started speaking which as an English speaker in Germany is a pretty big accomplishment. So was it hard to transition to like an entirely foreign language? At first, but I think honestly, that's the best way to learn a language. I mean, learning a language in college is already a step up from high school because in the classroom setting, you just learn a lot faster when everybody's really bought into it. 
Um, but an immersion environment is even more so. You, it's, it's hard at first and a little bit awkward because you don't know how to ask for basic things like, oh, hand me that knife, or could you show me where the um, shower is? But as you, each time you encounter one of those difficulties, you learn another thing and it reinforces a lot of the language pathways in your brain. And so you learn really, really quickly. And instead of building connections between the target language to English and say like, all right, I want to get an apple. How do I say apple and whatever? You build the connections between the concept in your brain and the foreign language word directly. And that makes, you know, fluency a lot better and it's a lot more comfortable to speak to and a lot more fun. That is super fascinating. Um, so. How are you specifically able to immerse yourself in German culture during such a short and demanding program? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because it's short and demanding, honestly. I knew going in, and that's, that's another reason I chose the immersion program. You know, going in, if you do like an engineering program that focuses on classes and you're speaking in English most of the time, um, and so maybe you'll do a little bit of German culture outside of that or um, learn some language outside of that, maybe just like ask for where the metro is or whatnot. But when you're in an immersion environment, every experience that you have, just going about your day, just you know, living, is an experience with the target language and the target culture. We were taught by you know um, native Germans uh, who were teaching English in the U.S. at the time that came with us in the program, and so being able to talk to people who grew up there and understand how their culture is different from us and how you know the language isn't just a translated English; it's something unique in its own right and very connected to. The culture and the country that it developed in the history um, was a really good experience. That is super interesting. If you had one piece of advice that you could give to other students who are looking to immerse themselves in the local language and culture of whatever program they're in, what would that be? Don't be embarrassed, I think is the first thing. Um, mm. You know, I think little kids are really good at learning immersive languages and they've done studies on this because they're more willing to mess up, um, but just get the information out. Um, I think as you get older, and I've you know, read studies on this, you start to have a lot more inhibition and say, all right, I'm not gonna approach that person because I'm worried I'm gonna mess up. I'm not gonna ask for um, whatever because I can't do it really eloquently and sound like an adult. Um, but if you just take like the social hit of, all right, I'm going to point to that thing and say that a couple times until somebody gets the idea. Um, and then when I hear them say the word that I should be saying, um, then like build that pathway again in your brain. You're, you're learning a lot like how a toddler will learn how to speak English. But when you do that, you learn in a lot more constructive way in a way that really ties into the way your brain works. That's really interesting. So just being comfortable messing up because yeah. you'll learn by doing. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating. Um, to go back to your actual experience in the program, what was your favorite aspect or memory of your time in Germany? You know, I think by the end of the program, um, I had done a couple excursions around the rest of the country. I had done a weekend early on in Hamburg. I took a train down to Stuttgart for a weekend, um, and I took a train to Munich. Or no, I, I, <laughs> I took the bus to Munich. And you know, it was the first time living by myself, the first time traveling by myself, which was pretty frightening, but really exciting. But the exciting part for me really was, you know, traveling there to the other cities by myself, being able to navigate through it, being able to engage with the German just on the signs or in the pamphlets of the museums um, and see the country more in the way that the people who live there do um, was really, really fun. Um, it was cool that, you know, walking through museums, they often have like the English on one side and the German on one side. And a lot of times those translations aren't very direct. 
Um, sometimes they omit something or they add something in. Really? Um, and being able to see kind of the differences there was really enlightening. But I think overall, it was just like being able to move about the country in a fluid way. What did the time commitment for this program look like over that summer while you were abroad? Yeah, so it was just six and a half weeks. Um, and it's pretty impressive that you can get two semesters of class done in six and a half weeks. The flip side being that, you know, that's the one class you're taking. Um, we got to Berlin at the start of the summer. Um, we had our own housing at Bard College, has a satellite campus there. But we would go to uh, class every day for like nine to five with like a break for lunch or whatever. Um, and then really just kind of like speak in German, um, work through like the course until you would in like a uh, uh, class back home or whatever. Um, and then the rest of the day we just had open to, you know, explore the city. And I remember the first time we got there, uh, we had like an orientation weekend and, you know, one of the parts of it was, all right, scavenger hunt, go find this stuff. And I asked one of the people who's running the program, like, oh, I mean, you're supposed to look this up or like look it up online. It's like, oh, no, 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 just get your bus ticket and go around the city, which was a new experience for me, um, again, traveling on my own. But um, being able to actually just move about the city rather than learn about it was really exciting. That's, That's super really cool. cool. That is yeah. super cool. So you talked a little bit about uh, exploring the city. What's one part of Berlin that you found really uh, fascinating in your exploration and your time abroad? Yeah, um, the first thing I like about Berlin, just like most of the German cities, is just the public transportation is amazing. I mean, you can go everywhere by foot um, and it's really walkable, which was great because, you know, obviously I didn't have a car. Um, you know, the thing I like most about Berlin was, well, first off, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's great in the summer. Um, people have the conception of Berlin being like a really like cloudy kind of graffiti place um, with like all black clothing. Everybody wears black clothes. But in the summer, it was really, really pretty and really sunny and really pleasant. But, you know, the thing I'd like, I'd say I like most about the city is just the amount of history that you encounter when you're moving about the landscape. And it mostly reflects the Cold War, much less than, you know, the World Wars or any time before that, um, just because of the reconstruction and how much was like raised or whatever. But just, you'll be moving through the city, suddenly there's like a lot of really nice houses, and then instantly it switches to just like Soviet style blocked apartments. Um, they have this white line that they have through the city that shows where the demarcation was between East and West Berlin. Um, and they'll like run through shops or like over sidewalks or whatever because it's very arbitrary. Um, but seeing the divisions between the, the two halves of the city and where that showed like the history of the place was really, really cool. I mean, there's all sorts of other stuff along those lines too. Um, like traveling on the subway underground, there were some lines that, you know, passed out of the, out of West Berlin and just passed through the east side, but weren't allowed to stop anywhere, so they still don't have stops. Um, or they have these things called Schulpersteine, um, which are called stumbling stones. And they're like little brass plaques on the ground that you're supposed to, you know, stumble over, but they mark where, um, you know, German Jews lived right before the Holocaust. Wow. Um, but I mean, on top of all of that, there's just tons of museums. Um, and then I'd, I'd, be <laughs> I'd be remiss not to mention the, um, the wonderful street food. The ice cream was mm -hmm. amazing. Berlin actually does really good hamburgers, who would have thought it. Um, and they have these things called doners, which Berlin surprisingly has a really high Turkish population. Really? Um, there were a lot of, um, yeah, it's actually out of all the cities in the world that has the third highest Turkish population, including Turkey. 
um, just because of the immigrant population there. And so they have this weird mix of culture where there's just a lot of like shawarma and whatnot, but donors are like these like street gyros that are amazing. They're so good and they're super cheap. Um, and so it's, it, I mean, Berlin's very far from the typical German culture that you think of when you're like, all right, Lederhosen or um, Fackwork houses and whatnot. Um, that's very like Bavaria. Um, but being able to encounter that unique culture and really, you know, experience that it is really exciting. A lot of fun. That is amazing. Um, so I think I know the answer to this question, um, but because hearing you talk about your experience abroad just sounds super enriching and like it really meant a lot to you. But if you could recommend this program to other students, would you and why? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the, the main reason I'd recommend it is just because and there are other um, immersion programs that I think would also be excellent. Um, but the thing about the immersion program is it's a very small cut of your time at Notre Dame, especially after freshman year when you don't have a lot of transferable skills yet with the first year of studies. Um, just being able to take that time and really be intensely in another culture. I think that's an experience that not a lot of other people have, um, but it gives you a lot of empathy when you're working with people from a foreign country. Just like you understand how you know, you know, in the United States, we have this um, understanding that everybody should speak English and that you're not really that smart if you don't. Um, but being like thrown into a foreign language and saying like, all right, how do I like navigate around here? I'm kind of stressed talking to locals. It gives you a lot of empathy towards people who like move to the U.S. or you're working with in business or whatever. Um, but also just understanding a culture and the way that somebody else sees it from the ground up, I think is really, really positive. Um, we don't have a lot of reason to learn another foreign language in English or because we speak English. Um, and we don't have a lot of reason to travel abroad or live in another country just because the United States is so great. Um, but understanding that other people see the world with a completely different background, um, is something that's really, really beneficial. And I don't think we would have had otherwise. Uh, I really love how your study abroad experience has been able to make you see the world in a different person's, uh, perspective. Before we end the episode, the team at Notre Dame International and I would love to give a massive thank you to my predecessor, Sophia. Thank you for all the hard work you've done over the past year to get this podcast off the ground. The team would love to say some words to you before you depart for the year. Thank you for your work, and we're looking forward to your future. Sophia, what an accomplishment of the year. Uh, you took a project that no one had done before. And not only did you figure out how to get an accomplishment, but you got it done with style and panache. You've totally elevated the way our office does things. You've helped us reach more people with our mission and message. And on top of all that, you did it with 20 episodes plus. Holy moly, what a bar uh, you have set for all those who uh, are gonna come after. Uh, words truly aren't enough to express our gratitude for all that you've done. Hi, Sophia. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for all the hard work that you put in. You were the absolute perfect host to launch the new Study Abroad podcast. Hi, Sophia. Thanks so much for all of your work on the podcast this past year. Um, you took a dream that the Study Abroad team had and turned it into a reality. Sophia, this is Paula. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you for so brilliantly leading the initial year of the Beyond Study Abroad podcast. Your enthusiasm, poise, and intelligence, paired with your drive and ability to quickly learn the skills that are needed to produce the podcast, delivered an excellent series that featured a mix of interesting topics and a nice variety of guests. 
What a great inaugural year for the podcast. Hi, Sophia. This is Rafa speaking. Congratulations on your graduation and the super bright future you have ahead. I just really wanted to thank you for the phenomenal work you did this last year on the podcast. It was a joy to listen to every single episode and just see how talented a speaker and an interviewer you are. Never forget those talents, seriously, no matter what career you do. Hey, Sophia, it's Brigida. I wanted to wish you a congratulations on your graduation, um, and I wish you the best of luck for your future. Um, and also a huge thank you for everything you've done for the podcast this past year. Without you, we wouldn't have been able to pull it off. You were nothing short of amazing, honestly. Uh, we're so grateful, and the impact you've made is priceless. Hi, Sophia. This is Hongju from the study abroad team. I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for the wonderful job you've done for the study abroad podcast. We felt very lucky to have had you this year uh, hosting the podcast, and you certainly exceeded our expectations. Hey, Sophia, this is Joe Andrews. Really awesome job hosting the podcast. I had a ton of fun when I was a guest on it. Congratulations on graduation, and best of luck to you in med school at Miami. Hi, Sophia. This is Katie from the Study Abroad team. I just wanted to say thank you for all of your incredible work on the podcast this year. I could not think of a better inaugural host, and you will definitely be missed. Hey, Sophie. This is Katie Ebert. Thank you for helping me feel so comfortable during the interview. Congrats and good luck next year. Hey, Sophia. This is Matt Esau. Uh, First, I just wanted to say congratulations on your upcoming graduation. That's fantastic. And also to say thank you for all of your hard work on the podcast this past season. Uh, I always appreciated uh, your willingness to sort of charge ahead, um, sometimes into unknown territory, as this was a new project for all of us, a new endeavor. Hi, Sophia. This is Sam. I just wanted to thank you for all of your hard work over this last year. You did an amazing job being the first person ever to host this podcast, and we are really going to miss you. But best of luck on your next step. I know that you are going to be an amazing doctor. We'll miss you. Sophia, when we dreamed of having this podcast last summer, we had no idea what we were doing, and maybe you didn't either. But you rose to this challenge beautifully and went beyond any of our expectations. You were the perfect podcast host, a great entertainer, an ambitious hard worker, a creative thinker, an outstanding student intern, and a wonderful addition to our team. You will be dearly missed, and we wish you all the best as you venture beyond this podcast and Notre Dame. I want the listeners for listening in to the end of the season one Beyond Study Abroad podcast. We'll be back next fall with season two. Thank you for your time and I hope you all have a great day.